The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Sometimes uh, when we're facing difficulties or feeling down in our lives, it's, uh, it's hard to connect with, with our goodwill, with our care, our metta, um, for others and also for ourselves. You know, our focus gets kind of constricted, constrained, narrowed when we're preoccupied with, with problems. And, and because of that, other people's lives and uh, other people in general, they, they, don't, uh, they seem distant. They can seem distant to us. They can even seem kind of unreal. And our own goodness and inner beauty can also seem really kind of far away, not accessible. Uh, and I just I just saw uh, today that uh, Nikki talked about something very similar to what I'm going to uh, focus on uh, tonight, on Friday last week. So tonight it can be a kind of variation on that for those who were uh, produce, who participated last Friday. Nikki spoke about gratitude. Um, Practicing with gratitude is a beautiful way to uh, uplift the mind and heart, you know, to to brighten the mind and heart uh, when things are a little bit not so bright in our inside us. And something else that can be useful in in doing this brightening, uplifting, um, in order to find goodwill, you know, in ourselves for others and also for our, for our own lives, is to deliberately connect with what is beautiful, um, what is beautiful outside of ourselves, to appreciate the, the wholesome in others, uh, in nature, um, in the world in general, you know, and, and connecting with what's beautiful, what's wholesome, you know, when I say that, I'm not talking about necessarily some really huge thing, some heroic event or uh, some heroic act or some uh, wonderful event. It's uh, if we're really looking, we can find what is kalyana. That's the Pali word that I'm translating as beautiful. It also has uh, uh, connotations of being fortunate. And it's it's very often it's translated as good. You know the the phrase kalyanamita, a good friend, uh, a wholesome friend, a beautiful friend. We're fortunate to have uh, friends like that. And if we're really looking, we can find that that kalyana, that beautiful, in just small things, little things, daily activities, places um, where we don't usually pay attention at all. I'd like to, to read a poem, actually, that refers to, to that kind of... It uh, doesn't refer directly, but it's resonant for me about that kind of experience. It's called Something, Sometimes It Happens This Way, and it's, uh, it was written by uh, Rosemary Watola Trummer. Sometimes it happens this way, that after years of driving past a place on your way to somewhere else, this time you stop. You find yourself sitting beneath a scrappy tree as the shadows make their daily rounds. 
The breeze stirs, then forgets itself. The clouds balloon, then disappear. The cars on the highway continue their journey towards somewhere. And you sit. What a relief to go nowhere. What a gift to have nothing to say. The winds of your thoughts bluster and go away. An ant makes its way to the top of a grass blade, then makes its way back down. The snow that arrived on the peaks yesterday melts by noon into the ground. Where do you think you need to go? You say there, and the world says here. There is cricket song all around you. Gold tang of rabbit brush rouses the air. Sometimes it happens this way. You stop, and the world arrives at your chair. You stop. So, um, reading that poem uh, while I was preparing for our time together, I thought of times when I've been driving across uh, northern Arizona and New Mexico on the way to visit uh, my son's family in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I live in California, in Santa Barbara. And uh, I might be preoccupied with something difficult in my life, you know, or, or in other people's lives. But when I look at the sky and see the, the beautiful cloud formations that are so common in the desert southwest of, of this country, and the red sandstone uh, bluffs, mesas, and, uh, and buttes, the vast openness, there's just, you know, appreciation, gratitude, Awe, they just arise in me, no matter what's going on otherwise in my life. The earth is like a, just the beauty of the earth is a Dharma lesson that doesn't need any words. And of course, it's not just beautiful landscapes that can have that effect, seeing an ant climb to the top of a blade of grass and then back down again. That can happen anywhere. That there's a blade of grass, and that can bring us an appreciation. So I thought for tonight we could do a practice of connecting with what is wholesome, connecting with what is uplifting, what is kalyana in our lives. And it's something, of course, it's something that's always good to do, whether uh, whether we're um, suffering, stuck in some kind of uh, uh constricted feeling, caught by something, or whether we're feeling open and clear. It's, a, it's, it's always a good thing to do. But, you know, the mind's tendency can be to focus more often on what's difficult, on what's obstructive. And practicing helps us to, live, to develop the habit of looking for what is kalyana, if we don't have it already, or to strengthen the habit if, if we do have it. Remember on, uh, on <clears throat> excuse me, on uh, uh, Friday's talk from uh, uh, from Nikki. I listened to it uh, uh, this morning. Um, a lot afterward, when people shared, a lot of people shared about having a gratitude practice and really making that a, a kind of a you know a, a habitual part of their 
of their day and how it affects the, um, the mind and the heart. So now I invite you to take your uh, comfortable, upright, comfortable is kind of a key word there, upright meditation posture and settle, settle the body. Settle the body as best you can. And settle the mind. Just letting the energy of thinking slow down. Relax, unwind. Just as much as is possible. No, No trying, no straining, just allowing. Just feeling what it's like to be sitting here, beginning to practice. Let your attention be with with your breathing. Allow the breath to come and go naturally, easily. Just just let it be known very, very simply. Let yourself settle into the sensations of breathing. Without straining, without grasping, just feeling and knowing, settling. Very gently, before we go any further, just take a, take a mental look around the room that you're in. If you like, you can open your eyes, even very gently open your eyes, and just look around the room that you're sitting in and see, is there anything in the room that gives you, from time to time, a wholesome kind of pleasure? that has a bit beneficial effect on you. you know, not necessarily right this minute, but in your life, kind of in general. Maybe there's a book or a piece of art. Maybe an animal friend is, is sitting with you. Maybe a photo of someone you care about. 
it's something as simple as a, a pen that works well, a chair that's comfortable to sit in. Something right around you that's, that's easy for you to appreciate, that serves you in your life. Maybe something outside a window, a tree, or just the sky itself. Sometimes it happens this way. You stop. And the world arrives at your chair. And once you've found something, just hold the idea of it in your mind and actually appreciate its place in your life, its effect on you. Just sit with that for a little bit, holding the idea of it or a picture of it, a vision of it in your mind aware of how it serves you in your life. Enjoying the, the simple goodness that it that it holds, that it embodies. Just let yourself appreciate it. Something simple. And now you might bring uh, to mind something a little bit different. An activity you do that, that brings you joy. It's a wholesome kind of joy. That uplifts the heart. That warms the heart. Again, it could be something very simple, like walking a dog or talking to a friend, saying hello to a stranger on the street. Maybe something you do 
regularly, like gardening or making art, music, singing, reading, walking in nature, cooking, meditating. So many things we do in our days, and some of them have that quality of being kalyana, beautiful, beneficial. Maybe very beneficial, or maybe just a little bit. connect with how it feels to be engaged in this kind of activity. Let yourself absorb, absorb and appreciate uh, the goodness of simple things. Breathe in the appreciation. Just let it warm you. Let it warm your heart. And now with this, uh, this foundation of time spent warming the heart with, uh, with what's uh, kalyana, what's beneficial, what's to be appreciated, that's wholesome in our lives. Let's just expand the focus now to offering metta. Metta comes right along with this kind of appreciation, I think. And it might seem odd to offer metta to inanimate objects, but if it feels okay to you, I invite you to let your goodwill flow towards whatever it is in your immediate environment that, uh, that you appreciated at the beginning of this period of meditation. You might include the activity that you identified that gives you joy. Just feeling goodwill towards 
What's the things that are wholesome in your life? And let your appreciation of these things accompany the metta. I think of breathing in appreciation and breathing out metta. Think of these things, these inanimate things, perhaps as a, as a kind of benefactor. You know, what uplifts our hearts, what uplifts our spirits, whatever it is, it, it can be considered a, a benefactor. Appreciating the benefit that we receive that can just naturally give rise to our metta. And if you'd like to include a a specific benefactor tonight, some being who's a a part of what is Kalyana in your life, whose effect on you is, is beautiful, wholesome, please go ahead and, and do that. You can offer phrases, whatever phrases are natural to you. Or if you like, you can simply radiate your goodwill. You might visualize this benefactor in front of you, if that works for you. Seeing them, sitting in a place that's comfortable for them, sitting peacefully. Breathing in, appreciating their presence and breathing out, offering metta. May you be safe. May you be peaceful and happy. May you be strong and healthy. May you live with ease.
If you'd like, you can invite other beings into your practice now. A dear one or more than one dear one. Stranger. Yourself. Your own dear self. Let your meta land where your heart draws you. Just appreciating the dear ones in your life. Spend a little time where your heart lands and And then, if another being arises in your mind, let that one be the receiver of your care and love. And appreciation. Breathing in, appreciating these beings, and breathing out, offering them metta, goodwill.
Let your metta and appreciation spread to include all the beings here together on Zoom. People from all around this country, all around the world. And that way, our metta can spread just everywhere. Appreciating what is wholesome, what is beautiful, what's beneficial. And offering our metta. To, to close the meditation, I'd like to read another poem. This one is by uh, David Budbill, who was a, a, a poet in Vermont who uh, died about six years ago. And this, this poem is also called Sometimes. Sometimes when day after day we have cloudless blue skies, warm temperatures, colorful trees, and brilliant sun, when it seems like all this will go on forever, when I harvest vegetables from the garden all day, then drink tea and doze in the late afternoon sun, and in the evening one night make pickled beets and green tomato chutney, the next red tomato chutney, 
And the day after that, pick the fruits of my arbor and make grape jam. When we walk in the woods every evening over fallen leaves through yellow light, when nights are cool and days warm, when I'm so happy I'm afraid I might explode or disappear or somehow be taken away from all this, at those times when I feel so happy, so good, so alive, so in love with the world, with my own sensuous, beautiful life, suddenly I think about all the suffering and pain in the world, the agony and dying, and I think about all those people being tortured right now in my name. But I still feel happy and good, alive and in love with the world, and with my lucky, guilty, sensuous, beautiful life, because I know in the next minute or tomorrow, all this may be taken from me, and therefore I've got to say right now what I feel and know and see. I've got to say right now how beautiful and sweet this world can be. How beautiful and sweet. Thank you for your practice. I'd like to put you into uh, breakout rooms now, um, and we'll have time after that to uh, for you to share. And I really look forward to hearing what you have to say. And uh, in the breakout rooms. Um, what I'd like you to do is uh, share uh, about an activity, maybe the one that you mentioned or uh, to yourself in the in the meditation that you find uplifting that has uh, has a beneficial effect on you and and what its effect on you is and um, and uh, to do that, I'm going to put you into groups of three and um, I uh, think. Each person will have three minutes to share um, without any interruption, just being able to have that three minutes to themselves. And then uh, there'll be five minutes after that for general conversation in the group, just making sure that everyone has a share, uh, a time to share. And, uh, you know, there's kind of equality in the sharing time. Can you keep track of your own time in, in these groups? Or should I come in and give you a poke. Maybe I'll try to give you a poke. And please uh, don't don't uh, offer advice or suggestions to others, you know, so that everyone feels they can just uh, just share what's on their, their from their own experience. 
And maybe we'll go from uh, shortest hair to longest in each group. So you'll know who has to begin <laughs> if, there's a, if there's any reticence about that. So there'll be about 15 minutes total. And let me make up the, the groups now. Let's see, there are 29 people at present. Let's see, that means we need... I'm going to make nine groups because I have a feeling some people will probably leave. So nine groups, that's 27, and there's two more. So there'll be a couple of groups of four, unless some people... uh, Prop out... Close the groups after. Let's see here. 14, give it that, makes it 15. Okay, here you go. Bon voyage. So, um, here comes everybody. So I'd love to hear any comments. Oh, before, before I, I forgot to mention, actually, when I mentioned, uh, the, uh, the happy hour, um, survey that's happening, that Neil also put in the link to, um, the forum that if that, so that you can keep in contact with other members of the, of the community, the happy hour community. And that link is also in the chat. So please, uh, you know, check that out also if that, if you'd like to be part of that. So, um, who would like to share about, uh, about their group? Ollie? You're muted there. Hi, Shelley. Thanks for, uh, (laughs) thanks for the, for, for the session. Uh, been coming for a couple of weeks in there and then, uh, more than a question than anything else, Shelley, that came general question. That I've always like kept the, you know, loving kindness portion of the practice, mm-hmm. I mean, the wisdom side more, and still heavy on that side. And I'm just wondering why is it like for me, and I'm sure that's true for most of us. Uh, why am I so close to the you know great hate and delusion, the hatred part? So on the surface, it just like mm-hmm. comes up like this. But the other stuff, like may I be held, may I be, you know. Loving kindness, all that kind of just like for me, it takes a lot of work to get out, or just it looks like it's like a lot deeper. I gotta do a whole lot of digging to get in there and just you know, forgive or whatever it is. Uh-huh. But the other ones are just like pop up. Anybody you know can say anything and just pops me up anyway. That's all. So, okay, thanks, Ollie. You know, I think uh, there's so many possible reasons, but there, but. That we do have a tendency to have a negativity bias, you know. It's 
it's sort of built into the brain uh, evolutionarily so that there's this a sense of kind of looking for danger, looking for what might be wrong in a situation. And then, you know, that can kind of, I think that that tendency can kind of glom onto uh, the, you know, the calasis, greed, hatred, and delusion. And, uh, and it exacerbates them if there's, a, you know, if there's a latent tendency for that to, to appear. So, um, so that's why I'm actually suggesting and what Nikki was suggesting on Friday, you know, looking for the places where there is beauty, where there's gratitude in your, in your life, things that are, are um, onward leading, you know, that are moving you in the direction of more care and more wisdom. If you can intentionally connect with those things, then it begins to turn the mind in the direction away from those, uh, you know, those difficult state mind states. And, and also I think this is something I always focus on the, if you feel the suffering in the hatred, you know, I mean, it's a terrible feeling, isn't it? To feel hatred, to really connect with the suffering of that makes it much easier to kind of let go of it, to let it, uh, you know, let it dissolve a little bit, to not, at least to not uh, act out of it. You know, it's, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ollie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else? Claire, yeah. There you are. I'm sorry, my screen is small. I can hardly see the hand there. I was trying to figure out if, <laughs> I was trying to figure out if, if I was using the right you know, media. media <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it was, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I just, and this is not to, to, uh, oh, now Ali leaving. No, he's not. <laughs> reference in reference to what he said. I, I talk about this a lot, but I started about, I guess about 10 years ago, <clears throat> circulating a, by email, a gratitude list with two women that I'm very close to. Um, we're, and we're geographically very distant. Yeah. Um, and the first thing, of course, I discovered was how negative my own personal outlook was. I thought I was doing them a favor, and I realized I was the one who was going <laughs> to receive the blessing. But it also, over the time, has changed the way I see the world uh-huh. so much. Um, because at the end of the day, or whenever I decide to pick up the list, I'm sort of forced to think about, okay, what went well today? Yeah, um, yeah. And so my mind is more attuned to watching for that. You know, because yeah. things are always going right. It's just that I don't, I choose not to see it. That's right. You know, there is that we near our perception can narrow to, to what's, yeah. what's difficult, what's unpleasant. It's, you know, I'm often reminded of the teaching of the Buddha about, you know, uh, what one frequently thinks and ponders upon that becomes the inclination of one's mind, you know, so, and this yeah, is how we, how we do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Just practicing gratitude. It's such a beautiful thing to do. You know, that gratitude to have a yeah. gratitude buddy is a really yeah. good. Oh, it's a gift. It's just a total yeah, gift. It's great. So, Thank you, Claire. That was really useful. Uh-huh. And I think it's, uh, Kazio, how do you pronounce your name? i Oh, you put your hand down. <laughs> Would you like to say something? 
Yes. So today is my first day in the station. Oh, uh-huh. Thank you, Lemmy. Yeah, and then maybe like uh, everybody, I don't know why everybody is here like other than me, but um, yeah, I'm trying, I'm gonna um, want to start practicing like gratitude and all, and hopefully that works out because um, uh, I try a lot to be positive, but uh, negativity uh, keeps on like popping up and coming on and then Hopefully, like, this place I do every day is gonna, like, um, make me, like, after, like, practice for every day, of every day, hopefully, yeah. like, it makes a routine, uh, like, a automatic routine in my mind that, like, to be gratitude of what actually went good today than on what well, what many things went wrong. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Source of focus, you know, it's really, where do you put your attention? And if you put your attention on what is uh, wholesome and um, creates gratitude, you know, that's that will change your mind. It will just rewire your mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see it's after 7 o'clock, <laughs> 7 o'clock Pacific time, that is. It's after... Quite a lot later in some some people's uh, uh, worlds, I know, in the, in the Zoom room. So probably we should we should close unless there's anything else that's really burning to be said. No. Okay. So Julie, I came on a little bit late. Are you going to be continuing with the group? Uh, well, I I go from time to time. I just I. I fill in when uh, when I'm needed and I ha- and when it works for me. <laughs> so, is there so, someone who's going to be replacing Diana? Uh, I don't. I think uh, it's possible. I think Liz Liz Powell is going to be doing a lot of Diana's. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, but I'm not sure if there's been a you know there has been a formal decision made. I don't think about. Thanks for yeah. thanks for letting me know, Shirley. Uh-huh. Thank yeah. you. Because we're just going to miss Diana. So yes. Much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right, folks. It's been sweet being with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all. We can unmute if you'd like and just say goodbye. Hello and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, Ali and Thank you, everyone, for sharing. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you.